Hey, welcome back, everyone. It's the Chips and Bits podcast, your favorite video game podcast in the entire world. I'm your host this month, Matthew Anderson, and with me as always, the venerable Kenny Myers. That's right, it's Kenny Myers, coming at you live from the Anarchy Central in Seattle, Washington. Thanks, Kenny. Um... Yeah, well, this is uh, this is our final podcast of the year. Of the year, and wow, what a year it has been, to say the least. And hey, what a what a great subject to be our last podcast for this year. I never really thought of how apropos it was, really, to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I was just thinking about that before I was writing my notes earlier, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking about it too. And uh, you all will be thinking about as well. The game we're going to talk about this month is Hades. And uh, right before we jump into that, let's do some housekeeping. As always, we would appreciate your iTunes reviews. If you care about the podcast or don't care about the podcast, let us know either way. It helps us get some visibility. You can hit up our website, chips-and-bits.com. That's where you can see the podcast live and all the notes that I painstakingly take every month. And lastly, we also have a Patreon. So if you really want to support the podcast, uh, and for some reason you have extra money at this point in time, which none of us do, you can uh, go into Patreon, you can throw us a couple bucks, and we would really appreciate it. And with that, let's start talking about video games again. Let's start talking about Hades. Oh my god, you've really got to stop it with this. I'm going to chop your fingers off. I gotta admit, though, the Patreon upsell really did work with this. Yeah? Okay, well... It just... It just I don't know. It just felt like we were making a real emotional appeal for something that we don't need. Uh, beyond that, beyond that, it always... It reminds me of that... Every round me says there's pretty faces. <laughs> Worn out spaces. Okay. Um, so, I, if, if you're willing to do something uh, that we haven't done for quite a while, I don't think, Kenny, I thought... Maybe we would start here. Um, tell me what you don't like about Hades. Interesting. Have we ever done this before? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time ago. Uh, what I don't like about Hades. <laughs> yes, I don't. I it worked. I, it totally I, worked. <laughs> I I don't like. That I can't use cross saves between Switch and PC right now. <laughs> oh, that's such a silly thing to not like. <laughs> and that uh, it's coming soon. It literally says coming soon on the Switch part. Uh, that would I, be I, so like, dope. That'd be so dope to be able to play it on the computer, but then also play it. In it uh, it's coming. It's, yeah. They actually were like, we want to do this. It's If you uh, have the Switch version, there's a cross saves menu. And it's be like, we couldn't get this done in time. We're working on it. It'll be here. So they definitely intend for that to happen. Well, I am. Uh, you know what? I do. I, there's a couple things I don't like. Oh, awesome. Hit me. 
I, I really don't like the uh, gun and the arrows. I mean, I, that's not because of the design of them. They're brilliant. Like everything in this game is, they're brilliantly designed. And there's reasons to like them if you get lucky enough. Uh, and you could alter that luck because that's how good this game is. <laughs> it just thinks of those things. Uh, this is easily, and granted, there are still some big releases, but this is easily my game of the year. Hades is what I don't like. There's, there's, I can't even think. Of, that's, ah, see, I'm like just so. I just opened this game, played it for 15 minutes. And it was like, Matt, you need to download Hades. We need to talk about this game. Stop playing Avengers. Like, which is what we were originally going to do. We, You need to play Hades now. And Hades has the same problem as Civ 6, where, or any Civ game, where like once you start and you get into it, you just, it's like, it's really hard to stop because it's so rewarding. Ah, all right, Matt. <laughs> What don't you, instead of being a rant about what I love about Hades, what don't you like about Hades, Matt? Nothing. I know. It's like the perfect game. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I actually love the, the, the bow. Um, but as far as the weapons go, yeah, I guess, I guess I don't love the gun. It's, it's certainly my least favorite weapon, but I don't tell the dis- people what I don't Hades dislike is. It. Um, tell the people what Hades is. Totally. Is I just thought it would be hilarious to start there because if I guessed correctly where you landed on this game, uh, I just had a hunch that you were going to feel the same way that I did. Uh, so yeah, I maybe mean, that's because we've just been talking about how much we love this game to each other via text. Well, there's always something. There's always a room for something to go awry or for them to, you know, that's the, true. the later stage of a game for something to just get grindy or stupid. Uh, but yeah, so okay, let's talk about Hades. So Hades is a row like, and you essentially are playing Zagreus, the the son of Hades, and you are trying to battle your way out of the underworld. I feel like calling it, I, sorry, I have to interrupt you. I feel like calling it a roguelike is like calling the Mona Lisa a painting. Like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And that's like, we had the same issue with, um, uh, Supergiant's previous game as well when we played Pyre in the sense that it was very difficult to describe it. It has some some underlying core game mechanics. And that game, to be fair, was even more crazy than this one is from a, from a, uh, mechanic standpoint. But, Still, even once yeah. you get past those descriptors, there's so many things. There's so many different layers of games and styles and mechanics uh, woven into this game. It is it is difficult to describe it as one. I just think the most prevailing aspect of it is that it is a never-ending sort of dungeon crawl game. I, I don't actually... I think this is very much... Sorry, I think you misinterpreted what I was saying. This is very much a roguelike but when you say roguelike, that sort of connotates like, a, like a, a game that is is repetitive, not ne- and polished, but not necessarily like its randomness is important. Like this is like the best roguelike I think exists. Like I don't, I don't think anyone. Can, I would be surprised if anyone could beat this. Just like the or like a like a renaissance piece of art or whatever you know it could be a manet a monet i'm not picky yeah uh, i mean we should well let's caveat what those what sort of like the unique traits about this game are that make it a roguelike that kind of stands apart from the others a, a, a good example i would start with is it, it allows you to keep track of how many times you've attempted to battle out of the underworld uh i just 
checked before we came on to do the podcast, I had just hit 40. So I have, I have taken 40 attempts. Last time I checked was 45. I was at 45, I think. So we're about at the same thing. This is also a really interesting thing to bring up because we had another conversation. We should tell them about our, uh, constant conversation about what it means to beat a game yeah uh, we should we'll get to that so another yeah, thing so, about a, well hold on so in in those 40 attempts you encounter uh a, a, a random selection of i'm gonna say uh 20 characters and not once have i experienced repetitive dialogue <laughs> from any of those characters in the 40 attempts there's i'm still each time I bump into the different characters, exposing just little drips of story or character interactions or things that they think about you or the environment or the world or something. And it's still something unique. I, like, I have no idea how many unique vocal tracks they must have recorded to make this game work. I, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine working on that project, but somehow they, they made it work and they must have recorded a billion of them. The formula for how it works is really interesting because the the levels aren't really procedurally generated. There's like rooms, standard rooms essentially, uh, and then boss rooms. They 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 there's not a lot of variety. Like there's some interesting stuff. That, have you? Sorry, you just reminded me of something. Have you gotten far enough that Zagreus named to the Bone Hydra? He that just happened in like two playthroughs <laughs> previously, and then yeah, Lerny or whatever his name was, <laughs> Lerny was the so great. And now whenever you go to him, he's Lerny. Yeah, and so that that's like that, that's another perfect example. Right. It's like so a, like let's like play through thirty nine, and now one of the bosses. So there's four different areas, and one of the bosses of the area is what's called the Bone Hydra, and it's just called the Bone Hydra until one point in like number 38 he's like i'm just gonna call you learny can i call you learny i'm just gonna call you learny and then from that time forward he's learny the bone hydra i I felt like lorny learny feels right i think it's learny but yeah it's it was something hilarious and it was done again another aspect of this game that's great is the uh all all the comedy and the comedic timing of a lot of the voice acting and he he delivered the main character just delivers the line so dry he just like encounters the boss again for the 39th time he's like oh hey bone hydra man you know it's really weird that i just keep calling you bone hydra i feel like i should know your name right now do you do you have a name you probably don't have a name how about learny should i just call you learny let's go with learny and that's it like he leaves it there and then you go through the whole boss fight and then at the victory screen it says learny vanquished <laughs> it's just like uh, what a crazy little sense of humor i I mean, the writing in um, in uh, Super Giant, Super Giant, right? Yeah, in in their games has always been spectacular. It's always been one of the best things about their games. Um, and this is just like, you know, it's to describe it as game of the year, and and to describe it as like an amazing, like the Mona Lisa of roguelites. Boy, that's a really, it's a really haughty. Uh, thing but it's also the best combination of elements of their last few games like it's like every game they've built was leading up to this very specific game yeah Uh, absolutely like like they definitely learned a lot about pacing and i don't know the mechanics are so rewarding and there's always something interesting to do or or strive for and when you get it it's never 
It never feels like unearned. Uh, like even just, even if you get like two lines of dialogue, you're just like, yep, moving this relationship along. And it's <laughs> yep. a really interesting relationship. And it's like, you go through a whole run, which could take up to an hour. Um, and, and then you're just like, you get a bottle, you, you spend it for two lines, essentially a whole run for two lines, but you're like, that was great. Let's do it again. And it never feels, uh, it never feels unfairly punishing it always feels like oh yeah that was a bad build because you just chose the wrong skills or just random number generator doesn't work for you it's just like such and it it would be a no surprise to any listener of this podcast that it looks amazing totally yeah yeah it's beautiful uh, I, it's just so good i i it's so addictive I, that I, that I, whenever I start talking about it, I just end up with this like singular point of focus from like, wow, this game is just so good and so accessible. Cause Matt and I, Matt probably more than me, but we're not huge roguelike fans. Like no. we don't play a lot of the more, uh, the longer ones that build like Reddit communities and stuff like that. We've definitely done roguelike style games, um, and enjoyed them, but this one is just it's like it, it was so easy to get into and so compelling that i'm not even adding new information to this podcast i'm just repeating positive uh adjectives i think you it. are i think you are i'm happy you brought up the 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 note about just super giant in general because i think you know off the top of my head i can't think of a better example that to me right now they're like the pinnacle of what you and I have always loved about following particular uh, game developers. You know, they're used to, I feel like in the past, be this uh, more direct correlation between a game you would love by a specific developer and what you could expect would come in the future. Like you would play a game, you'd see potential, and then you could just wait, you you could, you know, look forward to their next game and, and would build upon it. And in recent memory, that hasn't always held true. Like there are definitely developers and publishers where you can expect a certain level of quality, but it seems like, you know, in recent memory, the, the change between like the, the level of improvement on certain things and being able to like watch a developer kind of grow up for lack of a better term has kind of seems like it's gone away, at least for me in my experience. And Supergiant is the exact opposite. Like I feel like over the past couple of years, we have literally watched them grow up as a game developer. And each time we've played a game of theirs, you can see all of the strings and strands from the previous game show up again, but not in the same way. Like they've, they've basically taken it, completely mixed it back together and refinished it in almost in every game in a completely different genre. But they've brought the things that were great from the other genre of game that they created and just blown it out of the water each time. And so that's that to me, that's what Hades sort of represents is it is just so far just to me, the pinnacle of everything that they've they've done. And it's a complete build upon all of their other games in a really fascinating new way. And it's it's great. It's just a super nearly perfect. I don't I can't think of bad things to say about the game. And yeah, it's it's super fun. It's really great. I would agree. I think at this point, I can't think of another game that contends enough with it for my game of the year, which is hilarious because it's the, our final podcast of, of the year. So it seems great. Yeah. It usually doesn't coincide like this. No. Uh, granted though, like there's still games that came out this year that we haven't played. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that. Ones that we really like. And technically another Spider-Man games coming out this year and a demon souls. So 
that's saying like as far as like where we are right now and what we played and I, I would i think it's fair to say we probably played a little bit i don't know about you but i definitely played way more games this year um certainly more overwatch than i've ever played yeah well the a pandemic will do that to you kenny i wouldn't know we haven't had one for a hundred years <laughs> uh um what was the other thing you mentioned that I wanted to touch on? Oh yeah, yeah. So you were talking about basically, um, you know, how each time you play it is interesting, and you know, the, the, the doing different builds and and that sort of jazz. I think that uh, one one thing that I, I'm particularly fond of in this game that's really difficult to sort of for me at least to put into words is, and you kind of alluded to it, was that there's a lot of randomization, obviously, at the core of this. It's basically a a game of math and chance and luck that's you know powering this this game and on the backside of it but you can figure out all these different tricks and it, it it it's another one of those examples of a game sort of within a game where they've built such a powerful uh customization aspect to this game that i'm sure there are just as many people that play cert- a certain weapon and a certain build as as me and then there's people who do it infinitely different and then you also mix in all of the variables as far as which path you'll choose because there's basically uh, as you go through each level there's different doors you can choose and it's completely up to you you can pick which door you want to go through and you pick it based on the reward that you're going to receive if you complete the next room so you're constantly making these guesses as to whether or not oh do i need more life or do i need more money or do i want to level up my skills or how do i want to build this character and you know that that means that even if you played exactly the same level with the same weapon and the same you were trying to go for the same build you could just pick a different door and every everything about the experience after that first choice is going to be different than the last time you played it uh so i i i found that fascinating you know like i would i would start a run and i'd be like okay i think this time what i'm going to do is this and it takes maybe one or two doors before you're like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I cannot commit to that strategy. I'm just going to have to change it up. And so you're constantly just rolling with the punches, basically, and just enjoying the game. And it's super neat. I'm still fucking laughing about learning. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. Uh, one of the more interesting aspects. So, like, the gameplay loop is very simple. It's essentially enter a room with a bunch of bad guys spawning and kill them. Like a Zelda room, pretty much. Obviously, it looks, it's like a beautiful, I want to say 4K, I think they have 4K renderings, uh, like animated looking game. It's gorgeous. Uh, if you've seen their work before, it's in the similar vein. Mm-hmm. The uh, There's like a resource gathering mechanic because you get usually two options at the door. And like you said, like it, it'll send you down a certain path, but also... Uh, they keep adding in variables to like what might change a path, which is not uncommon in a roguelike. Yeah. Uh, but there are certain runs I did where I was just focused on gathering like a singular resource so I could unlock something yeah. because there's a base building mechanic in this <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. That, that improve that basically improves your character to the point of making certain parts of runs easier each time. Yeah. And there's a, uh, I don't want to say skill tree, but there's a, um, it's not a tree. It's just like, there's a skill, there's stats, there's stats you get mm-hmm. that there's at least 60 of them. You can get to boost your runs. Uh, 
you can unlock charms from different characters. So that's one of the rewards. Like every mechanism in this game that adds like adds some really interesting reward mechanic that I really appreciate. Like even after, so him and I to like beat this game, we both have beaten Hades. uh, Who's the last guy in this game. Spoiler alert. Uh, And the game's not over for what I won't spoil inexplicably as I do choose when I want to spoil things or not mostly spoil. And you unlock this like a penalty thing that allows you to get better rewards so that you can quickly get more upgrades. And like, I just feel like even 40 something runs in, uh, which is probably, it's just like minimal. Like I think in order for this game to fully explore it, I think it, at least 150 runs. Probably. I yeah. That, I would guess I was going to say 200, but yeah. Yeah. That, that feels right. Like, and that plus that it's kind of treated like the super giant as a service. I'm sure they'll add more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they super giant as a service. I just coined that. Hey, call me. I own the copyright now. <laughs> um, the, uh, I don't know, like the that reward loop, everything unlocks something that makes the game more interesting instead of just like tedious, like or just like a stupid thing, you know, like a big head mode. There's none of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this game is so packed full of stuff, but there's very there is there is zero cruft in it. Like it's in it's it's crazy how good. And how inch? Oh man! Like, like there's like no fat in this game, but it's a fucking huge game. Like, yeah, I mean, it's cra- it's crazy just hearing you mention that because that's honestly that's something that I hadn't thought of. You know, when I when I think of this game, I agree. I think of just how much I've been able to explore and unpack since I started playing it. We're we're talking like what there's eight different gods. And those are just the the ones that you interact with that, that give you stuff and help you along the way. And then you've got boons and you've got upgrades. And then outside of the gods, you have these other characters that you talk to. And then you've got six different weapons. And then those weapons have four different aspects. And then you can unlock 12 different keepsakes. And so there's, there's and the tons of stuff. Fishing. There's, there's fishing, fishing in this yeah, game. Fishing. And it's rewarding. It it's is. worth <laughs> fucking doing. It doesn't show up all the time. And the rewards are so good that you're like, oh, I want to fucking fish. Yeah. So I could maybe unlock like a dialogue tree with with one of the characters even though it's the same fucking fisher mechanic that every game has it's still like it it just like shows up enough randomly and has such great rewards that you're just like man so i mean one of the things about this game is like this was an early access for a year and it's very very clear just like that the way that they developed and released this 1.0 we didn't we really won't play a, a beta game for the podcast it feels unfair uh because we're very very highly regarded reviewers matthew yes um it, like the level of polish I, I, maybe they wouldn't have achieved it i do remember playing it when it first was announced a year ago and saying this is awesome I really think this is incredible. Like this was just like five minutes, but I don't want to go any further. I want to see the finished product. Um, and I kind of wish I had spent more time going through it back then because I'd be really curious. Just it's obvious that this is an incredibly well-polished game. So having a year in the public eye with a constant feedback, a really active discord. I did some research. Thanks. You can send your compliment, uh, emails later. Um, 
where they just have constant feedback loops with the community led to this um, it's just stellar game yeah it's um, uh, they also they do this neat thing in the they just released a patch today that, that i had installed but in the patch notes they'll show you which which patches they applied that were inspired by community feedback they have a little special, oh i didn't know that a special indicator next to it oh this fucking this fucking game in this company and yet and for your for your reference too because i did the same thing there was i was trying to look at um i was trying to basically research how a certain uh, god boon if it's if it, you can only use it once or if it constantly at each level will allow you to encounter that god and pick up one of their boons and so i'm googling it and i stumble across this youtube video of a of a of a gentleman that's apparently a a fairly prolific and well-known runner of this game and he he does youtube videos and you know does like uh you know tutorials and his thoughts on the best builds and all that sort of jazz and so i clicked on one of these videos so i was like oh i wonder what this what this dude's all about and he the video is like a year old and to your point he's talking about all the different weapons and i noticed in his screenshot as he's doing this this video recording there's only four of the weapons out of the six so like at this point in time when he's playing the game they hadn't even released two other weapons like whole weapons into the game he's talking about how they work with each other and interplay he's also talking about all the different aspects they weren't all there so i I can only imagine that playing this game and sort of watching it improve over time must have been a kind of a fascinating experience just because of how integrated and and interoperable all the different pieces of this game are with each other uh it, it must have been really fun the i think so another thing off the top of my head that I found was like really, really cool and very rewarding and so well done is that there are, like I said, there's six weapons and each of them have what they call an a- like different aspects that you can unlock. Most of them you just unlock through uh, doing different runs and getting a key resource and then using that resource to unlock them. But other versions, the, the final aspect of the weapons, you can only unlock through... Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. It, for me, it seems like a combination of you have to do a, a certain number of run-throughs, have talked to certain characters in certain orders, gifted those characters with certain things, and then eventually they will give you a special key phrase that, you, that your character says out loud and that unlocks the final aspect of those weapons. Now, the thing that's really cool, in, in my opinion, is that for all the different aspects, like, for example, there's a sword in the game. That's what you start with. Each of the different spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. Each of the different aspects, not all of them, but some of them don't just give you like buffs or special powers or new things you can do with the weapon. Some of them fundamentally change how you play with that weapon. Like the style that you need to actually approach what you're doing. The the sword isn't actually a good one to do this as an example. A better one to do is like the spear. There's also a spear in this game. The spear, when you start out with it, is what you would expect. You can stab, you can poke with it, and you can throw it. And then you, and can, you can do a spin attack, right? The second aspect you can unlock makes it so that when you throw the spear, instead of it coming back to you, you dash to the spear. So you become like a bulldozer. And it completely changes how you engage in, in battles, in, in the fights. And then another one of them, like, like the shield, for example, the shield, you'll throw it, and it will come back to you. Or... And the second aspect, it uh, once you do a, a rush attack, then it splinters the, the shield into multiple shields. And so then instead of just battling with the shield, you actually start kind of bum rushing into these engagements and then throwing your shield out. And then in the third one, it's like a spinner. Like it's just a, a blade spinner that goes around the environment and it doesn't really, you don't throw it around. So to me, that was just, it's hard to describe, but I'm so accustomed to just having 
level like level increases and power increases and modifiers applied to a weapon that are a either permanent or b don't really change how i play with it it just gets more powerful over time and i thought it was so cool that it you could experiment with these different aspects and it completely transformed how you play with that weapon not just what it did as well that was really cool yeah and and that's the the other thing which we kind of touched upon is that almost everything in this game is modifiable like even the relationships to a degree mm-hmm. uh, to make the game more interesting. Uh, you also have uh, after you beat an area, a little like Zelda level, you there's different things that unlock over time where you can get more resources. If you complete like a little mini quest in that area or uh, you just like, there's mini bosses, there's bosses that show up like that, are so rare in runs. Um, there's checklists that uh, there's checklists of things to like acquire that give you incredible rewards. Like yep. all of the abilities that God has for an individual God. And then there's like combo abilities for two gods intertwined. Mm-hmm. And then there's like weapon abilities. And then there's like story things where you, you, you get rewards for doing story things and then you just build your base up and your base like has like ridiculous dumb things like curtains mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it also has like absolute boons to you just rocking like in a, in a run. And then there's like story that take place before you unlock major areas of your base where like it goes into your past and it's the story is really interesting uh unclear intentions from pretty much all the actors involved uh hot damn dude like i it's it's just a knock out of the park hold on i got something for that (laughs) (laughs) it's i mean it's true it is true it's really it's it's super great it's just a like the thought and care and like even if they had a year to work through things that's they have to be able to take feedback and turn it into something meaningful and know what they want out of their game to make a game this good like the ability to process feedback from a community over the course of the year and make a game this good is also a talent unto itself it's very difficult to do you run the risk of like creating tons of like churn or features that people don't give a shit about or things that are very specific and it's it's all very accessible and it just looks fucking gorgeous at 4k uh it just it it's just it's just a knock it's just a knockout game like it's so addictive too i, I don't it know if you really had is. this like like i'll i'll sign on foolishly at like one in the morning and then we'll not go to bed at a reasonable hour even though one in the morning for some people isn't a reasonable hour anyway but Oh, I, I did like a, I thought, you know, you know what I'll do is I'll just, I'll take a lunch break and <laughs> I'll just do a run. No, I'll just do a run. I didn't even say run to myself. I said, I'll just clear an area. I'll just uh-huh. clear an area. Well, you can't, you cannot fucking clear an area. You clear an area, you're going to clear the next one. And if you make it, you're going to keep, you're going to keep playing till you die. <laughs> you're like, I got the fucking level three lightning dash. I am definitely moving forward. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I stopped ate my lunch and then started playing and before i knew it, it was like okay i gotta get back to work man <laughs> i'm like, gonna play this game all day yeah it's very I mean, it's super addictive I, I i guess i did think about one slightly negative thing other than the switch thing is that i don't really care so much for changing out the color of the tapestries but it's not really a deal breaker 
Yeah, that's that's one of those loose leaf. You know, eventually, I assume you, if you play it enough, you get so many resources that they want you to still be able to do stuff with that. And trading isn't as fun as maybe you know changing the curtains or the rugs out. But right. um, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's just so much stuff to do and so much stuff to gather. And um, yeah, I think you hinted that very early on in the podcast. There's even a strategy, and once you figure out how the game works, which took me about. I want to say five or six runs before I was like, oh, okay, so I've got to, I've really got to collect a lot of this. And oh, I'm going to want to get these other weapons. And okay, I see how this works. There's actually a benefit to you um, just going through in, in, in other games, it would just be called resource grinding. You know, like you'd be going through and you'd, be, you'd just be grinding through a game, trying to mine a resource so that you could do something with it. And the really one, again, uh, we call those games JRPGs. Sorry, <laughs> JRPGs. Yeah. And in this game, there's so much benefit and reward to just doing playthroughs that it very quickly stops feeling like that. So, so you do have a, a strategy and a goal in mind with most of your runs. And in, in the very beginning, it's never, I'm going to get to Hades and beat him. You don't even know that that's the case at first and you'll never make it there. Like you can't get close at first. Um, but you will start to say like, okay, I'm going to go. And I'm, every time I see a path that takes me to this resource, I'm going to take that path regardless of where I'm at. And if I, if I die, then I die, but at least I got some resources. And the way the game rewards you for committing to those strategies and learning about the game is, it's amazing. Like I've never really experienced a a game that's so interwoven with all the different aspects of a game. And yet you never really get penalized if you decide to do something with or against what the game has given you. It's rewarding no matter what. And it's, it's a joy to play no matter which, which thing you're trying to do at any point in time. It's super, it's crazy. It's crazy to me how they were able to achieve that with a game this complex just like so, such simple stuff on the top that you could that's so accessible and yet everything is so complicated powering this thing in the background it's it's mind-boggling to me and i yeah they just did such a great job i, I can't even really put it into words it's silly yeah let alone like half the download is voice lines probably i really i like I'm curious to just go Google it and find like find out if anyone knows uh, or if they. I'm even, sure they have revealed that because I'm sure they have account. It's, uh, it's the great. music was really is really good too. I like it the is, music. Yeah, a- another thing we've come to expect from them. Yeah, it's just it's it's uh it, it matches it matches the vibe of the game. Yeah, and it's you know the way that they expose it in different areas and you can play it, get new songs, and it's it's cool. and it's just so cool. The, I mean, speaking of other things that I guess expect is uh. Is the I would say expect is the wrong word, but something that they deliver very, very well is the voice acting. Yeah. And it's only like five voice actors for the entire game. It's ridiculous. When you look at how many roles all the different voice actors played and correlate them, like it's it's they are just it is clear that this is this year they've proven that they are just like one of the most talented. I mean, Empire was just so good too, but like they're just like such an interesting and like strong game developing company and that they they just hit on everything like if they just stopped making games now <laughs> they they would be fine like yeah. they've created a magnum opus that i hope they do an expansion to or something you know yeah. but like as is is probably uh, it's just so good yeah, I can imagine that based on how sp- particular and specific they seem to be about the stories that they pick and how they weave those into games, 
I, I could imagine them being the type of team that's like, no, we're not going to add any more gods. Like we 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 knew which ones we were going to add from the beginning. We've worked up to that point. Those are all the gods you're going to get. That's it, right? However, it would like I also think that these again some of the underlying mechanics and basically the core game that they've built is applicable to other scenarios and other stories. And so it's like they could just take this and then put any other you know, really uh, intricate, complicated story arc on top of it from the past. It doesn't have to be, you know, gods. It could be something else. And that that would probably also be a great game. So I don't know, maybe they'll do something like that. I have no idea. But man, I hope they do a like Knights of the Round Table game. That would be dope. Yeah. Oh, dude, they won't though. We didn't even talk about chaos. Well, chaos is just another dude. But yeah, he's just another dude. But how you sorry, that was re- incorrect. Chaos is non-gendered. It, yeah. Chaos is just a, a, a creature a thing. Chaos is just a yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. Well, An we've been, aspect. We've been talking for a long time, but I really liked chaos. Is another one of those things in this game where you know they introduce you to a concept, and then they chaos is just basically a, a, a random generator. He's a he's a chaos generator to that system mechanic in the sense that he's going to give you a boon. But in order to get the boon, first you have to find a chaos gate, and they're random. Then once you find the chaos gate, you have to be willing to give up some of your life to go into the chaos gate. And then you get to pick which chaos boon you'd like to receive, and they start with penalties. So you have to be willing to walk at half speed for three three encounters or something like that. And if you can do that, and you make it through that, then the boon you're going to get is really good, but you have to fight for it. But then... Later on, you can get a keepsake, and one of the keepsakes you can get will make it so that you don't have to pay the penalty to go into chaos gates. And so it's just that's just another example of how like all these different mechanics working, you know, cohesively with each other to provide this weird experience that just tweaks the game slightly. And it, they're super fun. I, I love I love uh, the the chaos aspect of this game is another really cool thing. Uh, one of the aspects of the randomness of what you get too is that sometimes you could just have the most ridiculous super powered builds. And I love that. But it, like inversely, you could have the most underpowered built. We're like shooting normal arrows at people. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's I think I think what we're trying to say is you should probably play Hades. You really like ev- like every it's this is one of those few games where I'm just like everyone should play this game. Every single person, every person on the planet should play this game. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. I think you will love it. Uh, and yeah, I can't, I literally cannot wait to see what this team does next. Like I am fascinated to see what, once you've achieved something like this, what on earth do you do? <laughs> I have no idea. I think you go to the Viking land and yeah. you have it be a Viking mythology. Okay. Anything else you don't want to, you want to mention before we take off? No, uh, we'll be back. Uh, when will we be back? I guess we'll be back in February. Take and we'll it. be reviewing XCOM 2. <laughs> that is highly doubtful, but we'll see. Maybe which we, I've beaten. Just saying. We definitely have you know two months. This is a we have a, we can play a lot of games in two months. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll be back yes. in February. Uh, again, I can play a lot of games in two months. We uh, appreciate your support always, but especially this year we we very very much appreciate your support and listening to this podcast it's been uh well i won't speak for kenny but for me it's definitely been one of the few um things that i know i can be responsible for and escape to and know it's always going to be a good time each month so that's that's been awesome 
anyways, with that, uh, I've been your host this month, Matthew Anderson. With me as always over on the other side. Uh, it's me, Kenny. That's him. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. See you later. But not this year. Not this year. Next year. I mean, I guess it depends. We'll see how the next uh, next day goes. And then we'll talk. <laughs> okay. Touche. Yeah. Love you all. See you later. Stay safe. Wear a mask. <laughs>